Backhand, forehand, he scores! Oh my goodness, Trey Fitzwilanski! Shorthand, a breakaway, moves in, shoots, save made by Carter Hart! Looks to center, flips out back to glass, he scores! Shot and a save! Oh, Griffin Outhouse! Highway robbery of a... Now Gennaro's got it! Welcome into WHL Unfiltered. Pleased to be joined by uh, former Vancouver Giant Milan Lucic. So, uh, how's how's the offseason treating you, Milan? Uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, obviously, we'd rather be playing in the offseason than uh, or in, in the postseason than than watching it. But you know, uh, it's, I think it's been an exciting postseason so far to watch. But uh, as of now, just just hanging out in Edmonton, uh, taking care of the kids and being a family man. Other than that, that's about it. Yeah, sounds sounds like it uh, could be a lot worse. Um, yeah. So, you know, this being a, a junior-centric podcast and with the, the Giants' resurgence and, you know, it kind of – I mean, the, the, the ghosts of, of uh, your generation of Giants have been kind of following this team around ever since, especially, you know, with – Kind of the last time that they, you know, had glory was when when uh, when you and, and your buddies were involved. Um, so let's 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 go back to that. I mean, you know, if you you look at you look at your Giants career, I mean, you know, the rare two year junior player because you, you you moved up right away. Two years, two finals, two Memorial Cups, winning winning uh, a league championship and a Memorial Cup. I mean, you just had to seem like you were Superman at that point, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it was, what can I say from what you just mentioned? It was, it was an experience that, uh, I didn't even know I was going to get, uh, in those two years. And even after we won in 07, I was, you know, excited about going back and, and defending and trying to get back to the finals again and, and defending the Mem Cup, um, you know, which, which we had a good chance of, of getting there for a third time. But, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I moved up earlier than I thought, but, you know, just from the things that you mentioned, uh, got to play two seasons there and, and, it, you know, also being in my hometown, it was great. Uh, especially for my parents and grandparents, you know, being able to come out and watch me all the time, every home game, uh, at the old Pacific Coliseum there. But, you know, uh, two years was, you know, I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Um, I know if you look at the stats, my first year as a 17-year-old rookie, uh, I had nine goals and ten assists, and you know was was drafted more on my physicality and and being able to fight and all that type of stuff. And the next year, um, you know, it was a quick, quick, um, I guess, quick maturity or or quick upgrade 
in my game, going from nine goals to 30 goals and having, you know, 68 points. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, what I learned was it didn't really, for my two years there, it didn't really matter about the individual success. It, it became about the team success. It became about, you know, the first year was going as a team and, and all that type of stuff. And, and, you know, I think we ex- uh, exceeded expectations. Uh, by going all the way and then, you know, going 16 and 2 in that playoff run in 06, which was, um, you know, which was a pretty unreal experience. But what I, from, I learned from that and then the next year after, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't all about me. You know, I, I learned what it took to win and what it was to be a team and how much fun, you know, it was to be a team having success and all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, having Don Hay and Craig Bonner and Scott Bonner there, um, you know, leading leading the charge as far as that all that, you know, management and coaching and stuff go, and you know, even having an owner owner in Ron Toigo that was so involved and around, um, you know that, you know that made it that much more of an experience as well. So, but like I said, the main things that I learned and the main things that I took out of it was how to be a good teammate, how to be a good uh, good pro. Uh, on a day-to-day basis and, 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 uh, learning what I had, learning what it took and, and all that type of stuff to, to win a championship. I've, I've mentioned on this show any number of times, but, you know, I heard Don Hay in an interview one time talking about how, you know, your generation of, of giants, you know, um, taught, you know, learned how to win and, and, and that some of the things you just mentioned, you know, about culture and, and passed it down to the next generation to, to the Craig Cunninghams and the, and the, um, you know, guys like that. And, and then at some point that, that chain of custody was broken and then they haven't had a chance to, to, to pass that on. And now you can't, how do you get that back? Right. You have to, you have to win to learn how to win. And, and it's, it's a chicken and egg situation. I mean, you know, when some of the, you know, the, the, the repics and the, you know, the, the Ty, Ty Sexsmiths and some of those guys that, that, that you played with, I mean, you know how how did you how did you guys really pass that culture on? And was it a conscious thing you were trying to do at the time? Well, I, I think it helped with uh, you know Cunningham, Boma, and and James Wright being you know sixteen year olds on that 0607 team. Uh, so you know they had no choice um, but to but to kind of learn from that and, and carry it forward. So you know they were there for four more years after that and. I think they were a big reason for that. And I think even, you know, the year after in 07, 08 with, with uh, a couple of key guys, key leadership guys returning to the team with, with, you know, especially, uh, Spencer Mahachuk and, and then, you know, he had Garrett Hunt and, and John Blum and, and those type of guys that made sure that the right type of way and the, and the culture that created would keep going. And then it kept going with, with guys like Bullmore, right? And, uh, Cunningham then eventually into Gallagher. But like you said, it seemed like once, uh, once Gallagher moved on, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough road for, for the Giants. And, you know, you know, there was so much promise with, uh, when, when they had the first pick with Benson and, and, you know, even Tyroning being, um, you know, a pretty good player for them. Um, but it seemed like it never really was able to get back to that step that it had taken back in 2005 and and I think uh with them bringing Mike Dick back in you know who had coached 
who was an assistant coach with uh, with the Giants, Don's first year in in oh four oh five. You know, he uh, I think he learned a lot from Don, and I, I I know I had a conversation with with uh, with Mike Dick in in August about you know kind of getting the culture back to what it was and you know kind of reminiscing about the times and 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 making it that again and and he's obviously done a good job of that and not only him you know you got to look at the players too they've they've found a way to buy in and and you know it all it starts with the players wanting to make a change and and they're getting rewarded for it and I think you know like I talked about when the team has success individuals have success you know you see that in in even a, a young player like like Byram, who's having an outstanding year, and will go anywhere from number three overall to you know five fifth overall, if you, if you ask me. And I think you know I think his stock rose even more when the team was having success. So um, you know they're playing like a team. Um, they've they've gotten that culture back, um, and they're getting rewarded for it. So it's it, you know I, I I was as happy as anyone for those guys. To, to bring the Giants back to the to the WHL final for the first time in 12 years, and 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 all those guys that I talked about and just mentioned uh, deserve all the credit for that. You know, we looking back at some of those names on those uh, on those great Giants teams, and you know that you look at a guy like Gilbert Brule who had 12 points in the in that Memorial Cup, and somehow you guys didn't come out on top with you know a scoring outbursts like that. I mean. You know, it's it's crazy to think, and and you know better than anybody how difficult it is to make it at the next level and the, and the level after that. You know, and some of these fantastic John Blum. I mean, that guy was a fantastic hockey player, and you know, it just didn't really work for him at, at that level. And you know, it's 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 just crazy how how good you have to be to to be an NHL player and have the kind of career that you've had. Yeah, you know, it's just from what you just said, it's just. It just furthers the point of how hard it is to make it. And, and I think, uh, one of the impressive things that I had heard, I think 14 players from that Mem Cup winning team ended up playing at least one game in the NHL, which is, <laughs> which is pretty good if you ask me. But I think, you know what? Don't get me wrong. Making it to the NHL is hard, but you know, it's funny. Zdeno Chara told me this when I was a young 19 year old. He said, you know, congrats. You made it to the NHL and it was hard. But it's it's even harder to stay in the NHL, and you know from the things that you mentioned and the guys that you mentioned, you know, and and, and what they were and what they meant to the team, um, you know, for the Giants and the organization, um, you know, if you ask me, in those two years um, that I play, I don't think anyone was as good as Gilbert Brule was. He was at another level that year in '05, '06 when he came back, and not to mention how he played the year before as a 17 year old and you know even John Blum who won the C I think he won the CHL defenseman as a as a as a 19 year old you know he he had an unreal unreal um junior career and you know he 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 had a he had a not bad he had, he had a pretty decent you know NHL career with, with what he did with Nashville and, and Minnesota and you know he's still playing in the KHL but you know, to your to further your point, like I said, it's it's just one thing that I was happy I had a veteran guy say to me when I was young, and I think a lot of people would say the same thing that have made it there. It's you know, it, it's a tough league to to stay in because you got to keep 
uh, keep proving yourself every single day. So I don't often get to speak with gentlemen that have won the Stanley Cup, and, and you have. And, I mean, what's that like? Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's kind of everything you think it would be. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, especially for me being able to win it in, uh, in my hometown, you know, just added to it, you know, because I was able to, well, first off, it was easy for my family, uh, because they didn't have to really fly anywhere, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was a whirlwind thing. It was, it was, you know, it was one of those things where you felt like you were still in a dream, but you know, it, you, you almost couldn't believe it was, it was real. And, um, you know, you still remember the day, you still remember the whole series and, and how it went down and still remember the group. And, um, it was, yeah, like I said, it was everything that you would imagine it to be. You know, when I was thinking about this, getting a chance to talk to you today and, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about this comparison before this afternoon, but you know what, those Giants teams, I mean, you guys were the big bad. I mean, you would come in and, you know, I mean, disclosure, I, I live in Portland. I was, uh, at, at the, at the games, so I didn't see you guys a lot, but I saw you more than I needed to. And I mean, you would just come in and just beat people up and score and take their lunch money and steal their women. And it was just, just carnage, you know, and, and looking at that, Bruins team, I mean, it's harder to separate yourself at that level, but you guys were kind of similar in nature as far as just kind of the, you know, the 75 flyers kind of a thing, right? I mean, is it, it would, would, would you, how would you compare the, the styles of play and, and how you guys had success with the, those two different, uh, two different cup winning teams you, you played with? Yeah. You know what? I think there's a lot of similarities when you bring the two teams up. Uh, from a lot of the points that you brought up, we were kind of, the big bad giants and also the big bad Bruins and, and we could, we could play anyway. We could beat you anyway. And, um, you know, and I think another similarity was, is, is, you know, um, that year we won the Stanley Cup. Me and David Krejci led the team in scoring with, with 60 points in the season. And that year in the Giants, uh, you know, I led the, the, the team in points with 60, with 68, and I, I, my point being is the similarities of the two teams is we had we had a lot of scoring throughout. You know, we could count on a lot of different guys to score uh, big goals at different times. I mean, Krejci had a great playoffs that year. I think he scored um, 12 goals or whatever it was. He led the he led it in goals and 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 points. And you know, Nathan Horton scored some huge goals for us and. Um, Marshan emerged into, you know, a big time, big time player for us throughout those playoffs by scoring, I think, 10 or 11 goals in that run. And, you know, Bergeron scored big goals. We had big goals from, from, uh, from even Michael Ryder. You know, he scored an OT winner in the first round in Montreal when we really needed one. And he ended up with eight goals. And that's in that, in that run. And, you know, even we got contributions from, from Mark Recchi. Another WHL guy, you know, he was 43 years old, and uh, we got huge contributions from him as well. So, like I said, the similarities of the two teams, you know, you look back at those Giants teams, you know, I could score, uh, GD Watt could score that year, 
this was the Mem Cup year. Um, Repic was a big part of our scoring. Blizznak, uh, Wasey Rabbit, um, and Spencer Mahachuk, you know, we're all guys, you know, that scored by, by committee. You know, we didn't have that 40 or 50 goal guy, but we had a goal scoring by committee. And the year before, you know, it was, you know, just as much with all those names I mentioned. And, and, and we had Brule, uh, you know, Tim Kraus, who had uh, some big scoring games and, and also Mitch Bartley. So, you know, we were a team that we were two teams that could score throughout. And like you said, um, we prided in ourselves and, 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 and being physical and, and beating you in the physical battle, uh, as much as we did on the scoreboard. And, and, um, you know, it was it was two fun teams and two two fun organizations that I got to be a part of and lucky to be a part of. Yeah, you know, kind of where we started. I mean, again, you two uh, two different championships in in the your two years in, in junior, and then it was only a couple of years in your NHL career, and you've you've got the Stanley Cup at your house. I mean, you had to think that it's just uh, it's, it's it's too easy sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looking at 06 to 2011, you know, a five-year span right there. And, you know, I had basically won almost everything uh, a Western Canadian boy could win, you know, other than, you know, other than maybe World Juniors. But, um, you know, it it did feel easy, you know, looking back at it now. Maybe, you know, sometimes I think maybe I won all that too young and too quickly. and. And now being a little older, maybe I would have appreciated it a little bit more being, being an older guy, but you know, I'm still in the league. I'm still on a, I'm still on a pretty good team that, you know, with a few changes could, could, um, you know, be, be a really good team and, and, and a championship team. And, you know, I hope to relive that feeling uh, one more time because there's no better feeling in the world. Well, you, you mentioned Mark Recchi. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not over. I mean, a guy can, a guy can have success at, at that at that uh, at that age if you if uh, you know everything goes your way, right? Yeah, and funny thing, looking at him, he won. You know, he won in '91, and uh, he didn't win again until 2006 with Carolina. So, I'm sure it was a long 15 years between cups, and 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 like you just said, you never know uh, what year can be. be yeah. So again, you know, a guy that's won won the Edge and Alth Cup and then the Memorial Cup and then the Stanley Cup. Uh did I did I read this somewhere that you took the uh both the Memorial Cup and the Stanley Cup up up uh up the same same mountain in uh, Vancouver? Yeah, uh, well the reason why I did it was uh uh Ron Toigo uh when we won the Men's Cup we did uh you know, we had whatever it was, May twenty ninth was Vancouver Giants Day, or, uh, they declared it Vancouver Giants Day at City Hall. And then, um, uh, after we did that, we, we went up to, uh, Vancouver, uh, we went up to Grouse Mountain and, and had a lunch, um, right on the patio there. And, and we all got to take a team picture and, and individual pictures with the men pup up there. And I, and I actually really enjoyed that experience and I really enjoyed that picture that, when I want to tell myself, I, I, I wanted to, you know, redo the photo with, with the Stanley Cup and, and also the Giants, um, when the 2011-12 season started in Vancouver for the Giants, they gave out posters 
of the two pitchers beside each other, and they happened to give me about a uh, hundred of them, and and I still have them, by the way, which is which is pretty cool to look at that having the two pitchers beside each other, and uh, you know that was the reasoning for it, uh, and they were both uh, just as special, and I was glad I got to do it not too long uh, apart from each other, so I still can look kind of the same in both pictures. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that story a lot. You know, and a game that didn't go your way, you know, that I kind of wanted to get to, too, assuming that you've, uh, you still want to keep going for a minute. Um, the game seven, uh, 2007 in Medicine Hat. And, you know, I was lucky enough to watch that game. For whatever reason, they put those games on local cable here in Portland. And I'm pretty sure if I, if I look hard enough, I still have that game on VHS tape. But, uh, <laughs> that, that double overtime with the fog and everything, I mean, that had to just, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long time ago and, 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 you know, you're, you're into pros and whatever, but I mean, that game still has to be stuck in your, your mind somewhere, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it was one of those crazy games. It really was a crazy game. Uh, in that old Med Hat barn, which was, I'm not gonna lie, it was really hard to play in. It was, it, to me, it was the, one of the hardest, if not the hardest, uh, place to play in and, you know, uh, it's really funny. Don Hay was one of those guys that he used to like to stop the bus about two blocks away, um, uh, from the, the arena. So we would walk there. And, uh, you know, so I, I still remember that. And I still remember walking up to the rink and, uh, you know, the feeling of, of playing in a championship game seven, you know, was, was, was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I remember, I, I think they scored the first goal and then we tied it up and then remember Michael Repick, he, uh, scored late in the second or somewhere in the second, um, to make it 2-1. So we had the lead going in the third and then, uh, they score, tie it up in the third, take it into overtime and then all of a sudden a bunch of fog builds up <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then, you couldn't see. You couldn't see 15 feet in front of you. I remember sitting on the bench and we couldn't even see the goalie in the net. And we're going, what's going on here? How, how do we even continue this game on? And, you know, they had to bring all, you know, 40 guys out on the ice and skate around to kind of move the air and, and clear the fog. And once we did that, we could play again. And uh, first overtime goes by and uh, all that type of stuff. And going to the second overtime and going, okay, you know, we're going to need someone to step up. And unfortunately, you know, one of their guys stepped up, uh, and Brandon Bosch and scores a big second OT goal. And just remember him, you know, crossing the blue line and kind of throwing a, a rifter on, on that that ends up finding a hole and, and, and wins in the series. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, even when I went back to watch game one of the Western Conference finals, you know, I saw Ron Robinson and, and, you know, I even asked him, has there been a finals or, or May of hockey in the WHL that's been close to that? And he, and he even agreed that, you know, I don't think there's been a, a fun, crazy series like that since, since that series happened. And, and now being teammates with Chris Russell, you know, we still even talk about, you know, that series and that Mem Cup and all that type of stuff. So, it sticks with yeah, you remember, you know, to be honest, as I get older, I, I forget 
a little more and more. You forget the little details, but a game like that, you, you always remember, uh, I think, uh, for the for the rest of your life. The uh, the, the the first intro uh, of this show, and I think I just updated it not that long ago, had the call of uh, of of you fighting uh, Benfield in the in the Memorial Cup, and you know at the tail end of that that shift where you were just cruising around and just wrecking everything, and and they they had to throw something at you to try to slow you down, and you know I've watched that a number of times, and I mean it was uh, I mean it, the the way that you were able to play it. At, at this level, I mean, it was it was it was a sight to behold. Yeah, it was, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think I'd be here today uh, if I didn't experience those two years the way that I did. Uh, it, w- it was a huge part of my success, maybe one of the biggest parts of my success those two years. And you know, I I remember when you know I was listed by the Giants as a 16 year old. You know, after I was passed up in the WHL draft, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe college route is, is the way, you know, my only way to go. And, but when I got listed by the Giants and knowing that I could play for my hometown team, you know, 10 minutes away from my house where I grew up and, um, you know, knowing they were hosting the, the Memorial Cup as well and playing for a guy like Don Hay, you know, it was, it was, too good of an opportunity to pass up and I'm thankful that I that I made the right decision and, and thankful that I was able to make the most of my decision and I'm thankful for um, all the people that were around me at the time, the players, the coaches, um, you know, everyone that was involved, um, you know, helping me out. I, I, I couldn't be uh, happier and more thankful for, for how everything, you know, Played out for me. So I kept you longer than I we talked about, but uh, I, I kind of want to, you know, flip you a little shit. Um, you know, the the world. You think how, how much the world has changed since since uh, you know in those what eleven years, whatever it is, since you were in juniors and the technology and you know shows like this and the fancy phones and how how lucky are you or do you think you might be that when you guys were up on stage with Loverboy? partying with the Memorial <laughs> Cup that we didn't have anything that shot in high def in our pockets like we do now, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you wish it was, I guess, so you can kind of look back and laugh at it, but uh, it's kind of a cool thing Cool thing that it's, that it's not, too, and like you said, it was a different time. I mean, uh, you said, like, I, Facebook wasn't even a thing. Uh, I think Facebook kind of uh, became a thing on our team uh, the year I left uh, the Vancouver Giants. So, yeah, you know, like I said, Facebook uh, wasn't even a thing back then, and that was a big thing when it when it, when it came out around that time. And, and like you said, no fancy phones. And I remember I had a little Samsung flip phones just so I could make calls to my parents with. And and even look now, like you said doing podcasts and all this type of stuff and you know big thing for us too is when we had video game nights you know we'd all meet up at uh you know we'd all meet up at you know somebody's house and now now guys don't have to do that you know they don't have to um you know they can just go online and, and play 
with each other and not actually be around each other. And I think they uh, miss a little bit of that bonding time um, as far as that type of stuff goes. And and like I talked about, you know, it's uh, I, I I still have good relationships with those guys that I played in those two years. I uh, you know with you know just talking about this technology. You know, thanks to Instagram, I think I, you know, that's that's how I've remained friends with most of them. But, you know, it, 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 it's not really about that. It's, you know, it's about the memories that we had, the things that we did. You know, we were just teenagers and kids at the time. And, you know, it, it, it was arguably, you know, the two best years of, uh, of my life uh, looking back and, and, uh, you know, and it's because of the relationship and all the things that I got to do, uh, with those guys, uh, back in those times. Well, with that, Milan, I, I'll let you get back to what you're doing. And I, I really appreciate you doing this and, uh, and, and it's been fun. All right. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. <laughs>